Welcome to the Healthy Business Matters podcast, where business owners, HR professionals, and insurance brokers can unlock the hidden potential within each employee by leveraging concierge healthcare. In each episode, your hosts unpack navigating solutions like theirs to drive better employee engagement, productivity, and more importantly, overall quality of life. So grab your morning coffee, start your commute, and welcome your hosts, Nathan Barr and Dr. Andrew White. Hi, this is Dr. Andrew White from Alanico. Nathan Barr with Health Bar. And welcome to the Healthy Business Matters podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about considering if you're bringing on on-site solutions, offer it to everybody. Mm-hmm. This is a topic that's usually once we get a yes from a potential client, we want to work with you. The first question typically comes up is, who do we offer this to? Yep. Are we offering this to just employees who are enrolled in our health program or uh benefits package mm-hmm. are we offering it to spouses kids right there's a lot of questions that come up with this and we want to make some arguments as to why you should consider offering it to everybody yeah it's very natural for an organization especially with benefits to think about only offering certain things to those that elect their plan right so you have to join this plan to participate in this um, you start creating kind of this segments of people within your population that uh, people elect to have these benefits thus they're the haves and maybe the have-nots of individuals who don't and you know and I think really understanding and realizing the why behind why people don't elect health care benefits maybe their spouse or significant other has a you know benefits on their on their plan somewhere else great um, but maybe there's other factors being considered by employees uh, you know with with cost with access with with a bunch of other factors and so I think for an organization to really understand the why behind adoption of their benefits, and then also strategies that can be layered across the entire workforce. Because yeah, I completely agree with um, you know with with solutions like concierge healthcare and these benefits. Um, they you know the entire workforce should have access to them. Yeah, agreed. And one of the things that we that I see often in our, the organizations we serve, as far as you know, to your point, there's plenty of in my mind, acceptable, totally reasonable reasons why I wouldn't elect for a health plan if my spouse is caring. That's a great, that's a best case scenario yeah. because now I still have benefits. It's just that my spouse has them, so I'm not electing here. But the unfortunate reality is that it's often, it, not maybe not often, but it can be not that. And, and often I think a big one is cultural yeah. barriers. You know, and a lot of the companies we serve here in West Michigan, we often have a large Hispanic population within the organizations we serve. And my experience in working with those populations is that there can often be a lot of mistrust mm-hmm. around the healthcare system or misunderstanding around the healthcare system and health insurance. And then often they don't elect. In fact, we were talking mm-hmm. off air about potential clients that has a large Hispanic population that barely anyone is on plan. Yeah, it's like five to 10%. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. it's it's a real barrier. And, but they still need healthcare, mm-hmm. right? They still mm-hmm. need services and trying to reach them and understanding the real barriers that exist for them, I think is a, in language barriers that exist for them are, is something that can, if you take the time to understand and try and find ways to reach them is going to make you a employer of, you know, of choice in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not having, almost not having the employee 
be able to say no. That's kind of that part of how, what, what kind of culture do you want to create within your organization? And, and when you have an individual making those choices, they're thinking about money, they're thinking about access, they're thinking about you know, the unknowns of the, the healthcare system. Um, but then within that, um, within that, you have to think about too, well, what if I just remove that choice and I said, you have this? And what does that look like from a culture an inclusivity component and standpoint with your workforce to say, you just get this as part of working here. This isn't something you have to elect or pay for or do. Um, I think has really, really strong ramifications. Agreed. And, and that goes back to even during our both of our sales processes, we both talk about that one of the most important things in us vetting a potential client to know if we're even a good fit for them is the perceived, the way you know, just their culture and the way that they perceive us mm-hmm. as vendors. Yep. Do they see us as an investment as opposed to an expense and their employees as the assets and not liabilities? If they do, they're more likely a good fit. And so I would go back to a client if they were saying, oh, we, should, we can only offer this to people on plan. I would say, well, you know, why are you looking to hire us? Mm-hmm. Because to my, most of the time it's because they're looking, they see a maybe a financial need, maybe the conversation was started through an insurance broker. Mm-hmm. They, there's an obvious say, cost savings. But there's usually also a cultural component, yeah. right? Like I yeah. want to show my people I care. I want to, you know, walk the walk and and not just be, you know, like words on a wall or you know, like it, this is something that truly matters to me. Mm-hmm. And to your point, we're just going to offer it because we care and we see we we acknowledge the elephant in the room. This job is physically demanding, and so we're going in that there are real barriers to access to healthcare. So we're going to just offer this to you because we care. That speaks to again this cultural impact and inclusive and inclusive environment that is going to draw in and keep people. And again, I think it's just a very important thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, considering you know, considering that and, and the reasons why people don't elect benefits, maybe to participate, but then also why do people elect to take benefits? And so, um, if you think about going back to that kind of idea of taking your spouse's uh, health insurance and thinking about. Well, why would you do that? Well, it's probably lower deductible, maybe less premium share. Uh, maybe there's a certain benefit within that um, package that's really incentivizing, um, like something we talked about previously. What if there's a childcare benefit as part of that package? And you're like, well, maybe I have to pay a little bit more, but that benefit is why I want that insurance package and to participate. And so if you have a situation where as an employer, you're baking incentives into only those that participate. Now you're incentivizing participation, which to an employer and in insurance can be extremely costly. Um, so thinking about that employee who on your plan, maybe just to pay for base level costs can cost you several thousand dollars a year. Um, so it is somewhat maybe counterintuitive, but maybe you don't want to create a, a situation where people are jumping onto your plan where you have 90% participation in your insurance plan, um, that can actually be hard for an employer if, if that's the case. Agreed. And one of the benefits of vendors like Nate and I is that we don't we don't believe in or use a fee-for-service model. Mm-hmm. You know, we, mm-hmm. we believe that healthcare should move toward more of a value-based care. And what that means, if you're unfamiliar with those terms, is rather than like if I was paying for health bar services in my company and an employee wanted to talk to the nurse nurse practitioner that's on site, that interaction is not, I'm not going to receive an EOB at the end of the, the month 
for every employee that went to talk to the nurse when they were there. Right. Uh, and it's because we're just paying a, a flat fee for the time of the, mm-hmm. of the provider. Same thing uh, when we have chiropractors going on site into businesses, any employee can talk to us, whether I'm adjusting them, you know, walking them through an exercise or stretch or nutritional counseling or whatever we're doing, mm-hmm. it's the same fee. And, and we do that because we don't want to incentivize bad behavior where they're having to pay for every little interaction. And so when you think about programs like ours and you're looking at how do I offer health care to my people in the most affordable way possible, mm-hmm. offering something like our services is an incredibly financially uh, strategic way to offer a ton of perceived value to an employee. Because yeah. at the end of the day, one of the biggest frustrations that I know Nate and I experience mm-hmm. as business owners, and if you're listening to this and you're an owner, I know you'll under- empathize with the pain of paying for a benefit that is expensive mm-hmm. and nobody utilizes it or your employees, you hear them say things like, oh yeah, we don't have good you know, 401k here. And you're like, oh my gosh, I pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for this. Mm-hmm. And hearing it just, it can be so painful to hear employees complain about, and just so the perceived value they have for this thing you're paying for is low. Yeah. And so how do you increase perceived value? Well, it's understanding again, your workforce, what are their needs? What are the barriers that exist for them? And how do you find creative ways to exceed their expectations? And when it comes to healthcare, mm-hmm. exceeding their expectations is by delivering something on site that's free for them mm-hmm. or subsidized through work. I mean, that's yeah. an incredibly high perceived value. Yeah, yeah. I think you you touched on a really good point of understanding your workforce. Understand why people elect your benefits. Understand why people don't elect your benefits. And really get into the nuts and bolts. I think that can inform a lot of decisions and strategy behind what the next approach may be. Uh, and truly really considering maybe this benefit plug-in is better than this other benefit plug-in. Um, and a different thought maybe for another episode, but also thinking about what if you don't offer insurance at all and how can our services be a part of that? So instead of even thinking about who's on plan and off plan, what if there's not a plan and you just need to offer something? So uh, I think as my mind goes there too, is when you have this conversation, it's also that next level of no insurance. And so maybe you're pre 50 FTEs, you don't have to offer health benefits. What do you do in that, in that, uh, you know, that capacity. So probably a different topic for a different episode. You probably scared a lot of listeners with that. And you're like, oh my gosh, no insurance. Ah." Yeah, probably. This is coming out on what, the 31st, Cassidy? Yeah. This is coming near Halloween, spooky season. Okay, so that that will be a good episode. So, all right, to wrap up. So the conclusion, if you're going to bring on on on-site health services, we would highly encourage you to offer to everybody that we, you know, there's vendors like ours that it can be very affordable to do that. Mm-hmm. It's going to improve your culture. It's going to improve utilization. It's going to improve inclusivity, which is ultimately going to make you a employer of choice in your community. And then uh, as far as the call to action goes, we wanted to offer a survey. If you've been listening to this and you're maybe an HR professional or a business owner and you're wondering about the utilization within your own organization, it might yeah. be something you only look at annually when you're coming up to that renewal period. But we would encourage you to look at it. And then if it's a lower number, maybe it's 60%, 70%, even 75%, we would encourage you to then take the survey and try to spend a little more time thinking about and answering. We'll give you some prompts in the survey to ask yourself, what's the barrier that exists for that 25% that are not enrolled or the 30% that are not enrolled? And try to help you to understand your people a bit more, give you some prompts to think about. Because ultimately, if you can answer that question and understand your people a bit 
you know, more granularly uh, and what we call like proximate leadership, get proximate or close to them. Ultimately, it's going to help you to inform your benefits decisions, whether you look at a, a solution like ours at Alanico or Health Bar, or whether you look at, again, like we've talked about in previous episodes, you know, different, uh, you know, there's mental health uh, benefits, there's childcare benefits, there's financial, there's a lot of different things you can offer. But first understanding who your people are, why they're making the decisions they are around their benefits can be again a really impactful way to approach your to your benefits package yeah yeah no love it and uh considering the theme of this series is there's no better time than now agreed um you don't have to wait till the end of the year to to think about these kinds of strategies agreed so we hope that you have found value in this episode of the healthy business matters podcast if you liked it please like subscribe share uh, and turn on notifications uh, for these episodes they drop every tuesday morning so if you are like nate you're a morning person right very yeah (laughs) we are the weird ones we are those weird those weird birds but Mm -hmm. so if you're like us and you're an early bird you know, turn this on in the morning. You can, you know, enjoy it with your coffee and your commute to work. But again, we hope that this serves you. If you have any ideas around topics you'd love to hear, and again, actually, I think the next episode is going to drop after this or soon after is going to be our first interview, which mm-hmm. is going to be exciting too. Yep. So if you have people in mind for who to interview, maybe they're HR professionals that are incredibly sharp, insurance brokers that are doing some out of the box things, or just vendors that you have seen. Uh, delivering a lot of value to their people. We'd love to talk with them, interview them, share them with our audience. So again, hope that this has served you and God bless. Thank you.